0: From Innovation Alley at Marquette University, I'm Chuck Swoboda, and this is Innovators on Tap. A show based on the idea that innovation is about leadership. It's a mindset to find a better way, and ultimately, it's about people. These conversations are designed to allow you to open your mind to new ideas and find ways to put those concepts to work. Together, we can solve big problems and maybe even change the world. As I've interviewed a number of innovators and entrepreneurs on the show over the last couple of years, it has reconfirmed my belief that innovation is not a process or a recipe, but it is fundamentally about people and their mindset. In the first half of season three, I've had a chance to talk with a wide range of incredible guests who have proven that there is no one particular way to successfully innovate. And while people have different styles and describe their strategies and philosophies in different ways, if you listen closely, they share similar core beliefs that fuel their thinking. As I looked back through these interviews, I realized that there are 10 broad themes which can be applied to your own innovation journey. Think of these 10 ideas as the innovators on tap principles of innovation. They may look a little different depending on the situation, and are often applied in unique ways in different companies but the core ideas are the same the key is to look below the surface of what they did and understand why they did it our hope is that these principles help guide you throughout your own innovators journey the first principle is look forwards not backwards an entrepreneur must be willing to pivot when necessary to overcome any obstacle. And just because something was successful in the past doesn't mean it will be in the future. John Coyle, Olympic silver medalist and design thinking expert, summed it up by saying, To get to the next rung is actually a tumble off the edge all the way back to the bottom, and then you have to climb a new pyramid. And so I think for a lot of people, that's what it takes to get to the top of Maslow's hierarchy is that jump to to leave behind everything that got you there. And as I learned in my own career, The corollary of this principle applies as well. Sometimes things might work now that didn't work in the past, especially as other boundary conditions change along the way. The second principle is failure is learning. Most people grow up being taught that finding the correct answer is the definition of success, which creates the belief that failure should be avoided at all costs. Innovators, however, develop a unique relationship to failure, viewing it not as a setback, but rather as a necessity for growth. Wafa Arbosh, founder and CEO of Workaround, describes this principle as, Failure, it's learning, it's a growth, because was every time you fall, you learn how to stand up again and pick up the race. I believe that if you never fail, you haven't tried hard enough to really innovate. The third principle is set ambitious goals. You rarely achieve something significant by accident. You have to be trying to get there in the first place, but most people are focused on protecting against the downside and setting goals that they are confident that they can achieve. Innovators, however, focus on maximizing the outcome, even if it means not achieving the ultimate goal. Elmer Moore, the executive director of Scale Up Milwaukee described it as the reality is if you are trying to build a business that grows 10% a year you'll probably underachieve and grow 5% a year if that if you are diligently trying to grow a business that's going to grow 25 30 45% you'll still likely underachieve that but you're more likely to get 15 20 25% As Vince Lombardi said to his Green Bay Packers football team many years ago, we're going to strive for perfection. And although we may not achieve it, along the way, we'll find excellence. The fourth principle is watch what they do, not what they say. When it comes to innovation, most companies start by asking their customers what they want. It sounds logical, but it's not. What you really need to do is observe how your customers act find their pain points, and then test different strategies until you find the best one. Julie Miller, behavioral psychologist, said, We rely way too heavily on asking people instead of watching people and testing things. As a leader, this idea can be applied to your own team as well. If you want to know how people are responding to a problem or unconventional idea, watch them. Their body language and actions will tell you far more than their words. The fifth principle is passion really matters. Innovation is hard and being smart is often not enough. When faced with difficult obstacles, you need a passion for what you are doing in order to keep going. Sherry Zhang, founder and CEO of Genopallet said, What can be missing for certain talent is that passion. As the leader of a company pursuing innovation, It seemed like I was always trying to get others excited about a new idea, and I learned that people often cared more about my passion for the idea than the details of the idea itself. The sixth principle is to leverage those around you. When it comes to great innovators, we often think of individual people. Thomas Edison, Steve Jobs, and Elon Musk come to mind. But if you read their stories, you know that they didn't do it by themselves. Far from it. Their success came from their ability to leverage the talented people around them. Victor sherbis said, You know, the magic about um, working with people is, is just astounding. And if you really want to get something done kind of beyond yourself, you got to do it with leverage. This idea is what often separates the inventors from the innovators. The seventh principle is stop talking, start doing. In my experience, everyone loves the ideation part of innovation. In fact, many people assume that it is the most important step. But it's not. Because a great innovation is usually the result of a series of experiments where each step guides and informs the next step. Too many entrepreneurs waste valuable time trying to analyze exactly how something will go instead of finding out for themselves. David Katz, CEO of Plastic Bank, said, Stop overthinking everything. Stop making a study over everything. Oh no, we should go study it and this and that. And we don't want to make a mistake. It's impossible to predict mistakes anyhow. You have to be an execution. Another way to think about this idea is to apply the advice that I've used many times with my own team to stop talking and start doing something about it. The eighth principle is define your own success. Most people want to be successful. But never take the time to figure out what that really means. Instead, they rely on society and other people's definition of success, which is usually backwards looking and limits what is really possible. Matthew Manos, founder of Very Nice, said To me, the single most important thing is that success is up to you to define. Keep in mind that while you need to define success for you, the market will ultimately determine. If it's innovative or not the ninth principle is ownership drives outcomes how often have you been in a meeting to discuss something that didn't go as planned and the first thing the person in charge does is explain how it's not their fault someone else didn't do their job or things happened outside their control now while this mindset might be comforting it gets in the way of building great products. Life Abraham, founder and CEO of public.com, said, One concept in the organization, which is concept of DRI, directly responsible individuals, and so that basically everything in the organization should have a DRI, because committee leads to compromise, and compromise leads to shitty products. If you want to drive innovation, people have to own outcomes, even those outside of their direct control. When it's someone's fault, it's much more likely to get fixed or not get off track in the first place. The 10th principle is you create the future. Innovation is a powerful force to create the future that we want and not just replicate the situation that we currently have. So when it comes to new technology like artificial intelligence or AI, you have to be careful. If you rely on old data and thinking, you simply replicate the past instead of shaping a better future. Danny Lang, one of the world's leading AI experts, said that, When we deploy AI, it represents the world as we would like to see it, not necessarily the way it is and has been. Keep in mind that the future doesn't just happen. Somebody has to make it happen, somebody has to lead. And if you're listening to this podcast, you just might be that somebody. I want to thank all the guests we had on the show over the last few months, whose insights helped us synthesize these principles. We're looking forward to another great set of guests in the second half of season three, and we hope that you'll tell your friends and colleagues about the show. We would also really appreciate it if you take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Please note that we have additional resources available on our website at innovatorsontap.com, including transcripts, articles, and an option to sign up for the Innovation Alley newsletter. Thanks for joining us on this journey and let's go change the world.